That's the bottom line. On News Radio 610, KONA, from the Tri Cities to Olympia to DC, we break down, break it all down the stories of the day and the people making the news. And that's the bottom line. Time to get the bottom line. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser with your hosts, Rob Francis and Ed Dawson. Welcome back to the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. 547-1610, our phone number. You can reach us via email as well, 610kona.com, the bottom line page. Your name, where you're listening, what you'd like to say. We're on Twitter at Bottom Line 610, Parlor and Facebook at the Bottom Line 610, and the free mobile app through the Google Play and the Apple Stores. Rob Francis, Ed Dawson with you and joining us. Very special guest in studio, someone who's been a good friend to the show over the years, and someone who recently announced that he is going to... Enjoy retirement in about a year. And that is Kennewick Police Chief Ken Hohenberg. Good afternoon to you, sir. Thanks for coming in. Appreciate it. It's my honor to be here as always. Thank you. So uh, last time you were in, we were celebrating an anniversary. Um, Talk to us a little bit. I'm sure the decision, I'm sure it's been there for a while. I mean, look, you've you've been in the same department for, for over 40 years. That doesn't happen very often. That's that's point zero 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 one percent of the people that stay in the same place that long. Um, when did you start thinking about it? Well, you know, I've had people ask me on and off over the years just because I've been around for a while. And so it seemed like any time one of my colleagues, a chief or sheriff, would leave the area, people always thought it was me, you know, and it's kind of like, um, you know, during my tenure as police chief here in Kennewick, I've... Um, I've worked, uh, currently working with my third chief from Richland, my third chief from Pasco, and, you know, we've gone through a number of sheriffs on both sides of the river, and I think uh, four police chiefs in West Richland. So, you know, you get to a point where um, you have to get serious about picking a date at some time. Originally, I thought about maybe retiring back in 2018, and, you know, it seemed like um, just with everything that's happening nationally and across the state, um, locally with criminal gang violence and some of the other issues that we faced. Um, I've always, you know, I've, I've never wanted to leave when it's a tough time or hard time. And then this past year, uh, which didn't play any influence on it, but certainly, you know, we had COVID that we are currently dealing with and we've dealt with. And we had the George Floyd uh, incident and all the aftermath. And there comes a point in time where you're going, okay, I'm in, I'm in my mid-60s, and next year I'm going to be 66, and at some time you just have to say, you know, I've done what I can do to get the department ready um, and uh, do my contribution in this position and then and then pick a date. Because there's always going to be some crisis. There's always going to be a reason. I can always find an excuse to stay longer. If I had my way and I was younger, I'd, I'd be around another 10 or 15 years, but uh, time runs out. You mentioned COVID. Did that make you look harder at wanting to spend more time with the family, with your wife, with grandkids? You know, I think it's, uh, you you kind of alluded at the very beginning about how many years. Um, July 17th, I finished 43 years with the city of Kennewick and start my 44th year. And I'll have 44 and a half years as a police officer when I retire. And then I 
I'd worked uh, seven years for the Richland Police Department between being a cadet and a dispatcher in the criminal justice system. So, you know, you do the math, and that's over 50 years. Uh, March 21st, I celebrate 40 years being married with my wife, Trish. And uh, quite frankly, COVID really didn't play into it. I think it's just all the years of public service, uh, a lot of phone calls during those times, and uh, whether they're two o'clock in the morning or on a weekend or while we're on vacation. And there comes a point in time where I realize I have a little payback to do, not just for my wife, but the rest of my family as well. We're talking with Kennewick Police Chief Ken Hohenberg here on the Bottom Line News Radio 610-KONA. It was made public last night at the Kennewick City Council meeting. Uh, the Chief Hohenberg will step aside one year, well, a little bit less than a year from now, at the end of February uh, in 2022 after at that time, will be 44 years as a Kennewick police officer, and since 2003 as the chief. So talk about, you said that you um, wanted to leave the department in decent shape, and it was something that uh, City Manager Marie Mosley mentioned last night as, as well uh, in the announcement. What kind of person can replace you? Well, I'll try to give you a serious answer because <laughs> if we were to talk to my, my wife and kids, they might give you a totally different answer. Uh, but, you know, the reality of it is, is um, I, I, think, I think number one, when I talk about leaving the department in good shape, um, as both of you guys know, during my tenure as chief, we really focus hard on who we hire and bring into the department to begin with. And I think we're fortunate in the Tri-Cities. We have good law enforcement officers throughout the Tri-Cities. But I can tell you, in the Kennewick Police Department, I have never worked with a better group of men and women uh, over that 43 years. We just, we, we just have great people doing great things. And I have uh, a great command staff as well. Uh, all of my commanders, my lieutenants, uh, they could be police chiefs anywhere. Uh, but they choose to stay here as well. So, you know, I, I feel good about having the internal talent here as well. And... I think one of the one of the most important things besides um, making sure that we hire the right people is also making sure that the right people are in the right positions as well so that we can really maximize our service to the community. And uh, once again, I would say that I've been very, very blessed in being able to have people uh, that have not only stepped up, but uh, we have them slotted in the right positions. and. And together, along with our local partnerships and our federal partnerships, we have really maximized our resources. So uh, I remember when we moved into our building in May of 08, our new police station, one of my command staff members said, you know, Chief, this is going to be your legacy. And I smiled and I said, no, I, I don't want the building to be my legacy. I really want the people in the building to be my legacy. And, you know, if I've done one thing right in my career, it's that we've really have taken our time and we've held people accountable and we've set the standard to make sure that we are providing the very best in policing. So that's kind of the long answer to that question. Do you, will you have much of a say, do you know, uh, in, in who they hire, either just input or anything like that? You know, that's one of the things that um, in in policing, and when you look at the city manager, mayor form of government, uh, city manager, council form of government, obviously the city manager is uh, the CEO, 
Uh, in this case, Marie Mosley is responsible for hiring all department heads, whether that be the police chief or the fire chief. And at the end of the day, um, you know, and I've worked for her for a long time now. Uh, she's a long-term city manager, and um, she is a great city manager. She does a great job. And I have full confidence and trust. We're, we're talking, uh, we've been talking before I announced my retirement publicly, um, and we've talked as recently as this morning about a transition plan. So by the time I walk out the door, we will have somebody that understands not only the core values of public service, but also the importance of relationships, whether it be with the media um, or with the business community or with our corporate partners. Um, you'll, you'll see somebody that is um, similar to my style in policing. And obviously, we don't want to get into specifics because that's not fair to anybody. But we've seen you you talked about um, some of the other agencies uh, and some have hired from within and some have brought in people from the outside. There's pros and cons to both of those, I would imagine. Yeah, I, I believe so. And, you know, I've through my networking um, through the Washington Association of Sheriffs and Police Chiefs. And I think you know that I was past president of that group as well. And um, I've watched a lot of different processes and I've participated in a lot of different processes in hiring police chiefs, uh, whether it's been in Spokane or Walla Walla or locally here in this area as well. And, you know, what I often tell people is if you have a well-run agency, and you have local talent within the organization, it often makes sense to hire the person from within because they know the department, they know the community, they are committed here. And at the end of the day, um, great police chiefs really have to be willing to invest the time in the community. So if you bring somebody from the outside and they're looking at, you know, they're going to be here five years and move on someplace else, you may not get that same level of commitment. And uh, I think Kennewick's unique. Uh, I'm the fourth police chief, and I'd have to do the math, but 60-some years, you know. I mean, Dutch Lincoln, who was chief until 1976, I believe, he had 24 years as police chief. He's the longest-serving police chief. And then uh, Bob Farnkoff, who hired me, was police chief for almost 16 years. And Mark Harden... Uh, who came from the outside and did some great things for the department, got us into the technology and really opened the doors to allowing us to get out in the community. He he was chief for uh, just under 10 years. And then, uh, you know, I finished my 18th year here in July. So I'm not going to outdo Dutch Lincoln, uh, <laughs> but I've certainly... going to come close. <laughs> I've, I've certainly had a blessed career. I am the longest serving... Um, City of Kennewick employee, though, you know, I, I hold the record at that, and I hope that um, somebody beats me someday on that. <laughs> We're going to take a quick time out, come back with more with Kennewick Police Chief Ken Hohenberg. You're on the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. Coming up a little bit later on tonight, the latest on the COVID 19 situation in the area and information on the vaccination sites with Jim Hall and Cadillac on call. Join the show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline, 509-547-1610. Back to the bottom line with Robin Ed, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser on News Radio 610, KONA. 
Back at the bottom line, News Radio 610-K1A. It is Wednesday afternoon. Rob Francis and Dawson hanging with you, joined in studio by Kennewick Police Chief Ken Hohenberg. Jason Hoagie is with American Family Insurance, waiting to talk to you. If you were one of many who still either getting repair work done or waiting to get the bill from what happened over Snowmageddon 2021, talk to Jason if you're not happy with your current insurance policy. American Family Insurance, well, they were cutting 10% off for their auto insurance customers due to COVID-19. Find out what else they may be able to do as well, whether it's auto insurance, homeowners, life, small business or farm, visit Jason's website, jasonhoag.com, and set up an appointment today. So it's been a it's been an interesting year to be in law enforcement, Chief. It's a lot of different things around the country. We've seen law enforcement at the local, state, even the federal level under attack, um, particularly in the Northwest. Seattle and Portland have not been kind to law enforcement over the course of the last year. In fact, I know that some have relocated to this area and have been hired on by departments in the Tri-Cities because, quite honestly, um, what they do has not been appreciated in those areas. And uh, I've always had a lot of respect for people who decide to get into a line of work, be it as a volunteer with our military or even if it comes with a paycheck and our police and our fire and our EMTs that will put their lives on the line for a stranger because that is part of the job. You put your life on the line for a stranger. Um, I'm sure those officers have found this community appreciates that more so than where they came from. But as someone who has been a leader in law enforcement for as long as you have, have you seen a climate like you've seen the last year directed towards law enforcement? No. You know, I've I've had a lot of discussions with my command staff on this, and um, it's just been a challenging year because, you know, even the Tri-Cities, even though I think we have some of the best in policing, and if you look at what we've done in Kennewick with our community care program since 2015, and we have literally helped thousands of people. Matter of fact, I just had a benchmark of... um, through donations that we have received from the community since 2015, we have expended over $250,000 that has all been volunteered, uh, donated into the Kennewick Police Department into that restricted account to help people. So if you can imagine, you know, the amount of people that we've been able to touch over that time period. But at the end of the day, there's a lot of people that don't want to hear anything about that, you know. Mm-hmm. But fortunately, here in eastern Washington, and especially in the Tri-Cities, that circle is, is relatively small. And I think you alluded uh, at the very beginning, um, I've hired four Seattle police officers from the city of Seattle. And um, this past year, with the uh, difficulty and, and challenges that were going on, I I had uh, one of our council members and... Um, Actually, there were two involved, but one uh, was kind of the leader and went out and uh, raised a bunch of money on his own and uh, through a ranch and home, bought gift cards, $100 gift cards for every police officer and firefighter in the Kennewick Police Department and Kennewick Fire Department. And uh, he just wanted to show his support and provided me with a long list of businesses and individuals that had supported that effort. And you know, it's that kind of 
simple message that is very humbling to me as a police chief. And But it rippled throughout the Kennewick Police Department as well, that we had our elected officials and business communities that felt that strongly to stand behind not just our police officers, but our firefighters as well. And then um, and as I was hiring uh, additional police officers, um, he wanted to make sure that people that were coming into the department also had a $100 gift card to welcome them. So he went out and, and, and bought another dozen gift cards so that I could give new police officers a gift card. And I will tell you, the four Seattle police officers, I've had feedback from all of them. First of all, they were blown away that uh, an elected official would do that. Uh, as you can imagine, I, apparently they don't have the same support in King County in the Seattle. Um, They've been rather public um, with their, their intentions regarding the police department. In fact, uh, they walked off uh, a pretty good police chief who most people thought they were kind of along the same lines with things, and they... They they made her think early retirement was a better option. Yes. And, you know, I'm going to be on my best behavior during my last year, but I will tell you that I am friends with Carmen Best. I've worked with Carmen Best uh, on a on a number of different committees and boards, including um, I'm on the executive board for HIDA, which is the high-intensity drug trafficking area. Uh, she was a great police chief, and it's unfortunate that she left. But I will tell you that um, all four officers that we've hired from Seattle, we we got some of the cream of the crop, and uh, they are amazed that people that wave at them, uh, people buy them coffee, you know, just the friendliness. And, and they realize also that we have, um, you know, we have criminal gang activity. We have issues here that we need sure. to deal with. But the Tri-Cities is a giving community. The Tri-Cities has a lot more good people than bad people. Unfortunately, the bad ones stand out. But this is a great place to raise a family. It's a great place to do police work, but it's a great place to also support the community. And that is what we expect at the Kennewick Police Department. You know, we only have about uh, a little bit less than a minute, but, um, you know, it's interesting because it seems that regardless of what you what you think um, of I'm trying to find the right way to put this there is a belief there's an ideological belief that exists based on you know cascade mountains you cut it in half and that you know <clears throat> over on the the west side is one thing the, the the east side is another thing and you may as a law enforcement officer have and hold a particular ideology but I think what we saw, particularly in Seattle, and how ugly it got there when Chief Best said goodbye, that it doesn't matter what her political ideology is, she was a law enforcement officer first. And she put the best interests of the department before an ideology. And that's the way it's supposed to be. Right. You know, I, I would just tag on to that and say it doesn't make any difference whether you're a police officer in Seattle or Kennewick. Uh, or which corner of the state. At the end of the day, our job is to help people. That's what that's what good cops do. We help people. And uh, it doesn't make any difference how much money you have or where you live. Uh, our job is to go out and make a difference. And, you know, that's the, that's the sad part when I, when I look over on the other side of the state and see some of the issues that they've had to deal with is um, they just don't seem to have the support. And, you know, 
I guess just wrapping up from my 43 years, it's one of the main reasons why I continue to stay here. Back with more. Bottom line, News Radio 610 KOA after this. Speak your piece. Call 509 547 1610. More of the bottom line presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser on News Radio 610 KONA. Welcome back to the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. Wednesday afternoon. Rob Francis said Dawson hanging with you. Joining us, joining us in studio, Kennewick Police Chief Ken Hohenberg. Chief Hohenberg uh, made it public last night that he will. Step aside uh, from his role as chief of police next February, but will be involved in this in that point in time in in uh, finding a successor uh, after forty years as an officer and uh, at that point in time will be nineteen roughly as chief. Uh, he will retire from the county police department. One of the things we talked about last segment was, you know, some of the challenges that you've uh, faced in the last year or so, uh, making reference to some of the the civil and social unrest around the country. And it it did come to the Tri-Cities and to Kennewick on on some level. Um, But what I don't know that a lot of people remember, maybe they do, but I want it bears, you know, mentioning now was that uh, you, uh, you know, didn't just talk about it. You were a part of at least bringing some of those groups together uh, to to discuss things like police reform and, you know, things like that, as opposed to just, uh, you know, letting the different sides exercise their First Amendment right, protesting, signs, bullhorns, and the whole thing. Uh, you took uh, a more active approach. Why was that? Why Why did you feel like you wanted to get in the middle of all that? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's one of the reasons why a lot of people think that I'm crazy. But, um, you know, <laughs> actually during that time period, you, not only First Amendment rights, you had people exercising Second Amendment rights, and, um, you know, uh, together they weren't coming together very well. And at the end of the day, you know, I, it's really incumbent upon uh, law enforcement professionals and law enforcement leaders to whatever the issue may be. Um, you know, that's what I get paid to do is is to try to resolve those things. And I could see where things were progressing to a point where we might have somebody get hurt. And, uh, you know, we still had a couple of minor altercations that came out of it. But at the end of the day, I think we could have had... Uh, far worse uh, situations occur had we not had the ability to bring those groups together. And, um, you know, at the time I had met with our detectives had been working with various segments from both sides. And and I um, reached out to the commander that's in charge of detectives and said, you know, I'd like to at least try to bring the three people, three groups together. And um, and I want to buy pizza for everybody. And, you know, yeah, we have department resources and that kind of stuff. But I wanted to personally buy the pizza because, you know, I think it's uh, when people sit down and um, can have an opportunity to really communicate and really listen to each other. And it's it's hard uh, sometimes for people not to let their hair down a little bit when they're enjoying food on somebody else's dime. Uh, it was probably the best couple of hundred bucks in pizza I ever bought. 
But, uh, you know, I, out of all sides of that group, um, you know, there were some real um, honest feelings, um, real candid conversation, a um, lot of emotion to be to begin with. But we really had the opportunity. And, and I was, as kind of a facilitator, more of a facilitator than it's hard for me not to talk sometimes, as you both know, but... You know, as I was doing some active listening, too, I I was impressed with the um, honesty that uh, everybody was bringing to the table uh, at the time. And as you know, out of that, we all mutually agreed that um, we were not going to have violence. And and they all agreed to even stand together with me at a press conference. And, you know, I, I... I still am grateful uh, to the the leadership in, in all three of those groups. And um, at the end of the day, I think, uh, at least from my perspective, I, th- I, think, I think it was uh, very powerful for the community as a whole because I understand there's issues, um, and I understand that, you know, we all have differences of opinion. But at the end of the day, I think setting aside some of these preconceived notions that one side or the other may have and and being able to listen to each other and at least agree that safety is a priority in our community and there's other ways to get to that end result. Um, I was proud of all the people that participated. Having having an issue, I think, is is one thing. Having an agenda is something else. you can solve issues, but you can't solve agendas because those those are going to continue regardless of what you do until the end goal of the agenda is achieved. You can you can make modifications to things that are done to help solve issues, um, but an agenda is a bigger umbrella, and I think that in some of the situations that you dealt with, you saw issues. You may not want to speak to this. You may. Um, but you mentioned that there was a city council member and, and, and a, a second that helped with the cards. There was a city council member that had an agenda regarding the policing issue. Um, did that catch you off guard? You know, I I don't know that it, and to be fair, I I don't know that it was as much of an agenda as an opportunity for some clarification. And, you know, I, from my perspective, and and I try to be, as you guys know, I'm overly optimistic sometimes. um, But, you know, when I think in what you're referring to on July 14th, I know we gave a two and a half hour presentation to our city council on our use of force policies. Um, we gave, we also covered our accreditation, uh, standards that we go through when, uh, and we, we talked about, um, just our general policy in, in review. And, you know, even though caught off guard, I don't know that I would say I'm caught off guard because after 47 years, sure. you know, I, <laughs> it's hard to catch me off guard. Maybe, but, maybe surprised. Yeah. But, but at the end of the day, you know, it was really a good discussion. And I think, I think, uh, you know, one of the things I've been blessed with over going on 18 years is I've, I've had a council, even though sometimes they're divided on issues, 
um, at the at the end of the day, they have been united on support for the Kennewick Police Department uh, during my tenure. And so out of that two and a half hour workshop meeting, I think it uh, armed them with information, each and every one of them, regardless of really, you know, what their personal thought process was about um, they had confidence and trust in in their Kennewick Police Department. So it actually created a great opportunity, uh, not unlike when I had the opportunity to bring people together. And, and, you know, when you're dealing with, as you said, somebody that may have an agenda, I think, um, I think our actions as public officials or leaders within an organization, I think our actions can even overcome agendas at times. Not all the time. You know, I'm not so naive to know that at the end of the day, people can still say, you know, uh, Ken Hornberg, he doesn't know what he's talking about or whatever. But at the end of the day, uh, I'm still not going to try to make a difference. That's what I get paid to do. You know, there's a reason why you've been doing what you've been doing for as long as you have. Um, there's a reason why I'm doing what I'm doing and not doing what you're doing. Um I, I will say this, that the years I've lived here, and in fact, we've, Ed and I have seen the, um, the I don't know if surveys is the right way to put it, but the, the um, report cards that come out about the different departments around the state. And I don't know that Kennewick has ever been out of the top three. And that's statewide as far as the police departments are concerned. Uh, So I'm not going to lie because I live in Kennewick, and so I'm grateful for the service that we get from the department. It chapped me a little bit to see here's a department that is consistently rated in the top three throughout the state, and... You're 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 going to try and in my it was my opinion it was what I took it's what I saw it as you're trying to besmirch the reputation of this department. It did more than chat me. It pissed me off a little bit. <laughs> um, because what I saw was taking an opportunity during a moment of a movement where from what I saw and heard throughout the community, a smaller percentage of people that felt that way than the overwhelming majority. Uh, In fact, this was one of the areas that saw people want to do something to show their support for the police department. Uh, And they weren't given that opportunity. And that was disappointing. Because if you want your First Amendment right, you need to be willing to give it to someone else. Um, so I'm not saying, not framing this as a question, just just giving my perspective of, of what I saw and why you are very good at what you do and why I'm not necessarily, would be, I wouldn't necessarily be as good nearly as good doing what you do as you do well and and i know you're not looking for a comment but um but i will say you know and i appreciate the fact that you recognize and and you know i think we're recognized not only across the state but um you know kennewick's recognized um across the country it is uh, in other places as well and you know during my tenure i had uh through my relationship with the hammer training center out here i've i've been their law enforcement 
advisor for a number of years, and uh, I had the opportunity to get to know and work with the Federal Law Enforcement Training Center quite a bit in Glencoe, Georgia, and made a number of trips back there with uh, my partners from Hammer and and, uh, you know, I had a buddy of mine retire from NCIS, grew up in Richland, and uh, he retired uh, back at headquarters back in D.C., and uh, he sent me a thing on my last anniversary and said, you know, he goes, I just find it uh, really strange that Kennewick has a reputation even on the East Coast, and which is humbling to me. But at the same time, as you go back and talk about, you know, being in the top three, um, I, I think I think part of the reason why we're there and part of the reason why we're re- resilient is, uh, you know, people can challenge us, and I'll, I'll, I'll take that any time, uh, and people can ask questions. and But at the end of the day, you know, we're, we've been a accredited police agency since 2003 when I was first appointed chief. We follow the best practices in law enforcement. And those aren't cast in stone like the Ten Commandments. They they evolve, you know, sure. and they're updated. We train to it. We hold people accountable, and we modify it as it needs to be. And, you know, um, we we have a great agency. And at the end of the day, it's easy for me to defend it. It's like it's like having good kids and being a good dad. Because something like that's not lip service. It's it's performance based. You bet. It's not something that you just turn around and go, oh, here's, we're just going to pick three to pat on the back this year and pick another three to pat because we we want it, yeah we want everybody to feel good. No, it's performance based. It is performance based, and so you can't you can throw stones at it all day long, but it's performance based. It stands on its own. It it can defend itself based on how many years in and out that it's there and it fits in the top three uh, in those situations. So, but we're going to take a quick time. I got to take a front on time out, but, but as we're going to break, I got to ask you, you're, you're NCIS buddy. Yes. Does he think the show's a bunch of crap? <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a good critique. Okay, I bet he is. Because <laughs> we know a lot of times things can be over-dramatized on television. Just a smidge. Take a quick time out. Back to wrap things up here on the bottom line. News Radio 610 KONA on your Wednesday afternoon with Kenwick Police Chief Ken Hohenberg. The bottom line, the only place that cares what you think. Call in now, 509-547-1610. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. Welcome back. Bottom line, News Radio 610 K. Final few minutes here on your Wednesday afternoon. Robin Ed with you, and certainly um, honored to be joined this hour by the soon to be retiring chief of police for the city of Kennewick. Well, don't kick him out just yet. He's got I a year. Soon, I know, but soon. Yeah, well, look, makes it last, sound like days or weeks. The last time we talked, this it wasn't soon. That's now okay. it's soon. And the announcement made last night that Chief Owenberg will retire next year. At uh, the end of February, um, you mentioned legacy once or twice, and um, you know you mentioned about the building, you know that that you would rather the people be the legacy. But there's something else too that you were a, a huge part of, a huge proponent of, a fighter for. Um, that also is going to be part of your legacy, and it's going to be a people part as well as a policy part, and that is the public safety tax that was instituted 
um, seven years ago in Benton County to help with costs for law enforcement. And uh, it was something that the people in this community didn't even bat an eyelid at to approve um, to help law enforcement with costs that because at that time that the public safety tax was enacted, it was tough. It was tough rowing. A lot of the departments were having a tough time getting budget. Um, things weren't, you know, as economically sound at that time as they are now. Um, that That's going to be a big part of your legacy as well. Yeah, I feel very, very fortunate. And, you know, every every time I get a chance to thank the voters for supporting that, that's made a huge difference when it uh, we put a lot of police officers on the street as a result of that public safety sales tax, and we've really focused on combating criminal gang activity. That's been the number one priority that uh, all of the Benton County agencies has been focused on. And so, you know, if there's anything that I feel greatly indebted to uh, the voters in Benton County, that would be the support, overwhelming support they gave to the public safety sales tax. A tax is going to come up for renewal in three years. Um, I'm sure there's going to be discussions on both sides as to uh, whether it should stay or whether it shouldn't, whether it should go. Uh, and even though you may not be the chief of police anymore, when that comes up for a re- for renewal, I-, I have a feeling you're not going to be quiet. No, I'm not going to be quiet. I, you know, I, I'm going to. I'm going to be retired in this community, you know, um, and I have grandchildren in this community and uh, much like the majority of the people throughout the Benton County area, we want a safe community to raise our family. These drive-by shootings and random acts of violence uh, are really unacceptable. And regardless of, you know, what kind of... um, Decisions come down from courts or whatever. I I think law enforcement has to stay relentless when it comes to dealing with this type of behavior. And uh, that has just been such a added bonus when it comes to making sure that we can hold people accountable. And I feel completely and totally like a fool for not asking you this question or addressing it earlier than this. But the uh, Supreme Court decision, are you guys in limbo right now after after the, the, the legalized drug decision? Yeah, we're, we we are, you know, to be honest with you. But at the end of the day, it just doesn't give people a free pass to where, you know, they, they keep whatever heroin or whatever and go on down the street. We're, we're looking at some local fixes that we can do uh, in the meantime. And then certainly we're going to confiscate and, you know, we'll, we'll do a case report and it'll get disposed of. Uh, we'll do what we can do under the circumstances. But I've also said that, you know, regardless of what we're handed, um, we figure out a way to get the job done and do it within the the parameters that we're given. And that's the reason why, you know, I don't care whether I'm 90 years old, um, I'm going to have the highest degree of respect for the people that are out there every day doing the heavy lifting and making a difference. Kennewick Police Chief Ken Hohenberg, you're not off the hook. By the way, this is not the last time. (laughs) This is not the last time you're going to be in here. we got another year. I I look forward to it. (laughs) Honored to have you here, sir. Appreciate your time, as always. That'll do it for the bottom line. News Radio 610 KONA this Wednesday. Afternoon report coming your way next. Today's news. Get you the forecast and traffic as well. And 6 o'clock, Cadillac on call with Jim Hall.